It's so good to be home. Well, years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming uh, I am joined today by my brother in Christ, Will Ashton. Oh, hello. And also with us is Matt Serafini. Love that guy. Oh, I love you too, Chris. Thank you. How are you guys doing? I'm all right. Better now. I, I yeah, like that Matt right. is a heathen among us, and I'm the brother in Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I flipped a coin on who is going to be the brother in Christ. Yeah. I like that we can't uh, just both be brothers in Christ. <laughs> Only one of us can be the brother in the Christ. Well, that would just be redundant, and that's just bad comedy. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we're also joined by my very good friend, Bailey. <gasps> that's me. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Bailey. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing uh, this month is the thing we do every year at this month, oh, which yeah? is uh, to discuss some conspiracy theories on the film at hand. Mm. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I just wanted to start off and uh, what do we have for notes from our most recent watches? Will, what do you have so far? From our, like, non-conspiracy theory-related notes, you mean? Yeah, non, non-conspiracy. non Oh, let's see. I have to ask, uh, you know, often in this film, Shrek refers to himself as Sher- Sir Shrek. But we never see him get knighted or any, like, sort of official, official, like, ceremony. So, like, what's going on there? Was he, like, knighted off screen or is he, he doing some stolen valor right now? Uh, uh, I, I assume that he first called himself Sir Shrek on Truth Social. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's, a, that's some stolen valor. That's my belief. I, I mean, he's married to a princess. That's got to do something, right? I I believe you got to be knighted. I, I'm a I'm I'm gonna stick to my guns and say that he you can't just okay. I can't go around saying I'm Sir Will right yeah, now. Would that make know? him right. like a duke or something like that? How does this oh work? maybe yeah I don't the the rules are unclear and actually that gets to one of my notes. I don't want to like jump on top <laughs> of your note, Will. But okay, uh, so a a thing that happens in this movie, a joke that to my to my memory, we haven't referenced this yet, but during the Fairy Godmother's intro song, um, whenever she first meets Fiona, she references something about a prince. I don't remember what the exact lyric is, uh, but on a mirror appears none other than Prince Charles, uh, then Prince Charles. That's the thing is he is no longer a prince. He is now the king of England. Yes. Prince Charles the third. R.I.P. Queen Lillian. King Charles the (laughs) third. Yeah. Queen uh, Lillian will be missed. (laughs) Queen Lillian. (laughs) Uh, But basically, though, I just wanted to acknowledge that, that it's actually an outdated joke because Charles is now the king. And I feel like that's like pop culture from the last 70 years that would reference any members of the royal family as, are like now outdated. And I think that's kind of interesting. I yeah. Know. I have to say, I think, is this the first time that a joke got um, like outdated 
just in the terms of like between months of viewing. Like we've never had yeah, like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that as well. I think it is. Yeah, because it's uh, like for eight times that we've watched this movie, that joke wasn't dated, and now it, right, it is exactly. Yeah. And now it's dated. Yeah, that's exactly. That's that's kind of what I think I wanted to address. Huh. It's kind of one of my complaints about very minimal complaints about some of the other Shrek movies is some of the jokes are at this point mm. kind of dated. Definitely. I think in that context, this film's stronger than those ones, though. Yeah. Bailey, you should watch uh, Shrek Forever After and tell me <laughs> how how dark is that movie? Uh, uh, I'll have to watch it. I've heard everybody telling me the opposite, though. So <laughs> it's been the opposite? You know, people are like, don't watch Shrek Forever After. Oh, I see, I see. No, Shrek, Shrek the Third is the bad one. Shrek yeah, Forever After is... the third one's the bad one. Uh, is that yeah. Shrek we, the we... Third the one where they go get the college kid prince? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember just liking that as a kid. All right, fine. I got to get caught up on Shrek movies. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about the all of them last month, and uh, that was the consensus is the third one's the bad one, the fourth one's fine. Right, you guys are a little bit more advanced in Shrek lore. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, I would dare say the fourth one was kind of divisive among us. We had was it? A, that's true. Yeah, that's a little... I would... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least among... Matt and Chris and I. I mean, at least like, you know, two of us agreed and then one of us didn't agree. If you want to hear who thought what, you got to listen to that episode. Though. Okay, of course. Yeah. Ooh, a te- we love Will. Will's a good host. He teases. Anyway, Shrek Forever After, like, geez, Louise, um, the Pied Piper plays a flute and then you dance until you die or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, apparently that's like an actual like like uh, phenomenon or something. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Just like the phenomenon when you walk into a bookstore, you need to poop. Yep. <gasps> Every what? time. I don't know about this phenomenon. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 got a name. It's like when you walk into a bookstore like Barnes and Noble or whatever. Yeah. Like you're all of a sudden like I need to poop. And this is like huh. uh, a common thing, or is this a Chris thing? No, this is a common thing. This is a common thing that like people talk about on Reddit and stuff. I like the idea that it's just a Chris thing, but he also like gives it a name. I didn't know if it right. was like a Mandela effect thing, or if like it was like a legit phenomenon that people <laughs> deal with. It's called the Mariko Ayokai phenomenon. <laughs> okay. Of course, it has a name like that. You know, <laughs> it can be called right. something simple like the bookstore poo phenomenon. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what yeah, it's possible theories behind the phenomena include the smell of paper or ink having a laxative effect. Huh. Uh, It'd be f- which is yeah. linked to the association with reading on the toilet at home. Okay, interesting. And It'd the be posture funny. of browsing makes bowel movement easier. So it's huh. like somebody like is always on their phone uh while they're on the toilet, do they like feel the need to poo every time they walk by the Verizon store? Or? Yeah, they walk, they walk into the Apple store, it's like, damn. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we're getting off track. Um, so, uh, what else do we have for notes? I think we I have, Will, Will I, those are your notes? I was like, maybe it's not really a conspiracy theory, but I was wondering, like, are there any, like, towns or anything that are close to Far, Far Away? And if so, do they still call it Far, Far Away? They call it mm. something different? Because while they're, I think while they're traveling the probably, there, they're like, oh, are we there yet? And it's like, no, it's called Far, Far Away. I think the closest town would probably be called Not As Far Away. 
<laughs> they're like, yeah, it's like a collection of towns that are like basically. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting there. Not quite. I'm excited to talk about the geography of Far, Far Away when we get into the conspiracy. I was going to say, that's some <laughs> conspiracy theory stuff, I think. There is, I've got some serious questions about it. I'm very we'll excited get, for that. Yeah, we'll get there. So do you have any notes, Matt? No, I, I, my general rule of thumb is during this month, I just look for questions that I have about the okay. movie. Uh, and then I don't actually really make theories. I just kind of bring up the questions and hopefully we can come up with the theory. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, uh, Bailey, do you have any, uh, non conspiracy related, uh, stray notes from this month's viewing? Not that I can come up with off the top of my head, other than the stupid far, far away joke. I already made. (laughs) I just have a couple, um, during the, the red carpet event, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom thumb and Thumbelina. Yes. (laughs) They're, they're about to get swept up. Uh, they are swept Tom up. Th- they are swept up. But, but right before they do, Tom Thumb uses Thumbelina as a human shield. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, throws her in front of him? Yeah, no, he, he like, grabs her by the shoulders and moves her in front of him before That's they get amazing. swept up. <laughs> Which I, I only just noticed this this month, and I had to rewind it and watch it a couple times to make sure. But, yeah, no, they're about to get swept up, and he just grabs her and throws her in front of him, and they both get swept up. <laughs> a lot of good little oh, throwaway ones. And yeah. a decent laugh at a gender-confused wolf, which is an actual yeah. <laughs> Right. A line that invades itself in my mind uh, <laughs> more often than I'd like to admit. Um, uh, Puss interrupting the emotional moment at the very end for a musical bit is bad. Yeah. Oh, the, but it's like uh, the is we supposed to be having a fiesta? It, yeah, I yeah. I think that when we were watching it, that it's the most like it. It really is the most early two thousands way you could end it. Yeah. Dancing, yeah. I don't even mind the dancing and singing. It's just they don't let that emotional moment hang long enough. Yeah, of course not. Like they, there's like, oh man, it's really sweet. They're kissing or whatever, and then. Uh, uh, Puss and Boots just kind of butts in. I, I, that's that's something that kind of jumped out at me. Is like I don't really like that's that. That's that cl- cliche, you know, comic relief jumping in, sort of. To yeah. Divert. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another note, but I'm going to save that for the conspiracy uh, section, which we're at right now, I believe. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, Matt, it sounds like you've got some serious uh, questions to, to to raise. I just have some questions. I yeah. just have. You know, it's, it's, uh... And hopefully we can find the answers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, should I just lay them down? Should I just read my first question and we can see what we got? Do yeah. your heart once, Matt. Absolutely. Okay. Why is the big bad wolf hanging out at Fiona's old tower? <laughs> That's like, great. Besides, besides for the joke of it being, you know, that instead of... But, like... Plot-wise, story-wise, motivation-wise, what's what are they doing there? I mean, He's like, I'm I'm gonna go over there and and sleep like yeah. Also, does the dragon still live there, or has the dragon no, dragon's found gone, a new home? I think like a dragon moved in with donkey, yeah. right? <laughs> where did <laughs> donkey? Live? Wait, where does donkey How did live? Come, yeah, wait, where is he? <laughs> yeah, donkey so had been living at Shrek's place. Yeah. yeah, so that's what that's what I mean. We got questions. I mean, what that's is, good. That's really good. I think my belief is that uh, Fiona after the wedding was just kind of like 
somebody needs to kind of hold guard at this place, you know, because there's going to be like a, a lay period where people aren't, you know, there's not internet or something, you know, like it, there, sure. there's going to be a time, you know, like where people aren't aware that Fiona was rescued and that she got married. Uh-huh. So like, they're like, well, we need someone to kind of <laughs> just, you know, hold the fort down. Before word gets out. Before word gets <laughs> out and all that. And they're like, well, who's the, the person for the job? Obviously the big bad wolf. The the big bad like, wolf I loves. I would love to just, yeah, just chill out. Lay in bed. Yeah. That's their favorite thing in the world. So they're like, you're the perfect person for the job. We're going to put you in that. And I guess it wasn't a long job because you see the big bad wolf uh, yeah. at Trek's swamp later. Short, very shortly yeah. after, which also leads to the question of what they're doing there. Yeah. Um, but, I'm more curious to know how they got there. Like, because like that bridge is desolate, desolated. Right. Like right. It, it, it took some effort on Prince Charming's part to like get into the castle. Yeah, he has to yeah ride on the thing. Like, how did the big bad wolf just like get in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess dra- my my belief is probably the dragon flew them mm-hmm. into it, the, the, ride. Yeah, the castle. That or the or the, the the wolf endured blistering winds and scorching deserts. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like the the wolf isn't uh, even. I don't want to disparage their character, but I feel like they're too lazy to do all that. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah, that's that was my first question. Uh, I have a specific question. So, spoilers, of course. But at the end of the movie, you know, when she shoots that spell to take out, and the king redirects mm-hmm. it at her, and she disappears, and yes. uh, literally just bubbles, and then her glasses. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that the only part of her outfit that was real was the glasses. Which means that she has a prescription for glasses. Now hear me out. She has a place that has potions and spells for pretty much everything, right? Like you can have, you have a potion that literally will turn a donkey into a stallion. But conspiracy theory, there's literally no potion for 2020 vision. (laughs) Like what? That's good. <laughs> I also have questions like about that happily ever after potion. How does it work? Is it like specifically one thing? Like, do they have like a set list for what turns into another thing? Is there like a hierarchy, and where does the hierarchy start, and where does it end? Like, if you give a stallion the potion, what does it turn into? You know? If you give a hot right. man the potion, what does he turn into? You know, mm-hmm. those are the questions mm-hmm. that I was thinking about when I thought we should pay more attention. To. Uh, no, this is the, these, no, these exactly the, this yeah. is the content that we want. This is yeah, the questions that about. come up when you watch the movie <laughs> this is nine the, times. This is on brand yeah. for, the, for the conspiracy episode. Um, I'm going to say a stallion turns into a hotter stallion. Yeah, that, I think that generally, you know, like a hot man becomes a hotter man. Okay, but like, like that, and then like topping off of that, like at what point... Is, is the, the man? Top? What's the hottest that a man can be? Is it literally? Yeah, what if, is it well, literally what if just like Hanson Squidward? The, the potion? <laughs> like, what I, happens if that? What happens if that guy takes the potion? Like, is there? Does it do nothing? You know how? How do these potions work? What other kinds of potions do we have in this large sweatshop that's being run somewhere outside the outskirts of far, far away? Uh, <laughs> what are the legalities of this sweatshop? I like to think that. They become hotter in like a different way, like say like you yeah, like, like in this case like Shrek becomes like Bruce Campbell hot, like and then they go like from like alpha male to like sigma male. Well, I was thinking like if if 
Shrek the human were to drink it, he'd become like Adam Driver hot. Where it's like he's like hot in a way that's like kind of hard to place, but he's like still very hot and has like a fan base. <laughs> At one point, they just become like Davidson. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Pete Davidson's another example. Like it's like it's like hot in a way you can't really figure out, but like right. you become fascinated by them. And you're like, what's their deal? That's my that's my theory. I like it. <laughs> that's good. That's great. <laughs> King Harold, during the scene where uh, he's, like, on that little, like, deck, porch area, and, yeah. like, he screams or yelps or whatever, and then Queen Lily is like, what was that? And he's like, oh, that was just the old crusade wound. Yeah. It was made me think wound, about, like, what's the origins of the crusade wound? Like, what crusade was going on here? And I made me realize that, like, he has this pretty violent past, maybe even before he became a human, like as a frog, like there's just a lot of dark stuff happening in King Harold's life. I'm like really excited over the idea of frog crusades. And it made me think about like what happened to like far, far away during this crusade. Like obviously things got patched up and genderfied and all that, but like they talk about the Keebler factory and they said that's the old Keebler place. And I obviously I think some of those Keebler elves became uh you know part of the the fairy godmother's committee but i i like to think that like they did make cookies and stuff and then like they were kind of like more peaceful and like you know apolitical and then Mm -hmm. this whole thing happened they kind of had to like use their factory to make like weapons or some sort of thing and that just really changed the whole factory's vibe and now like they you know obviously quite a few of the the elves died and then the ones that lived either you know moved on or they're they're part of the the uh the fairy godmother's thing but you know that that turned a kind of peaceful land into like this sort of barbaric place likewise you know during the scene where um shrek wakes up and he's a human we see the three women and one of them is jill uh he Mm -hmm. gives shrek she gives shrek a pail of water you know it's like a pun but we don't see Jack, yeah. if, unless I'm misremembering. Like, we don't ever see Jack from Jack and Jill. And I have to believe Jack died in this crusade. You know, he was... <laughs> aren't aren't all Jack s- and Jill... Jack and Jill are two of the villains from Puss in Boots. Are they? Well, yeah, but they're different Jack and Jills, right? They're, like, supposed to be, like, separate. Are, are they? Sure? Well, that's the thing. Cool. I mean... They're, like, a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I mean, I'm assuming that's supposed to be Jill Jack from Jack Spratt, and Jill, because she gives... Jack. Yeah. She gives Jack the or she gives Shrek the pail of water. So I have to assume there was a Jack at some point, and he, in this version, in the Shrek version of events. Well, tra- Jack fell down and broke his crown, so they're they're getting the pail of water, and then. But why did he fall you know, down? <laughs> J- she tripped him up because she's like, "I want a new husband." Hmm. I and say crusade. He, he splits his skull open or whatever, and then she's like, "I'm going to take this pail of water up to this." Handsome man that passed out in a in a barn. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's a that's the the censor version. That's the the version the government wants you to believe. I mean, it did say that Jack broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after, but she didn't yeah. break her crown, so she you know maybe she's yeah. fine. Yeah, she stuck she's the landing. Right. <laughs> yeah, so she landed on her feet, and she's like. This is my pail of water now. Yeah. So it's a little. I was kind of hoping we could kind of like form it a little bit more. It's a little half baked, but I, I, I believe that there is. You know, I don't think that line was a throwaway or a lie. I think there is some dark stuff that happened in Far Far Away Idol that in this crusade, and uh, you know, some dark stuff happened in, in Far Far Away Idol. Sorry, in Far Far I Away. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention it. 
Sorry. <laughs> say, like, Specifically the Does idol. all this stem from Far, Far Away Idol? Well, I mean, I do think some dark stuff happened in Far, Far Away Idol, too. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that that wasn't, that was not a, uh, an even race, I'll say, you know, that <laughs> they, they picked favorites, you know, uh, that, that, that was some dark stuff in there too. But yeah, I meant the crusade was pretty dark. Yeah. I, I actually, you went further than I, than I would have in that, like thinking back in that he's like, Oh, it's old. It's the old crusade wound acting up. And she's like, you're a frog. <laughs> <laughs> what crusades have you been? In? Well, she doesn't know that. Yeah, she does. Who doesn't? The queen does. The queen doesn't know she's, he's a frog yet. Right? No. She does. does she? Yeah. Yeah. She kissed him and he turned into the king. She uh, says when we used to walk by the lily pads. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That does actually remind me of a, a note I wrote, which is. Well, uh, have you hold on? Have you gone eight months? No, I just I just misremembered for this month. I, the king, <laughs> she knows the king is a frog. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I just misremembered for this it's month. Easy, okay. it's easy <laughs> I think sure. you mean 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it would be 15, I think, right? Uh, eight, no, 18, 18. 18. Um, anyway, running. sorry, continue with your note. But no, I was going to say, does Fiona have any frog DNA inside her? Yeah, I was about to ask. Is she like, <laughs> she half frog or how does it work? I'm going to say no because, you know, not to get a little naughty here, but when they conceived Fiona, when they when they made love, of course. He, he he was a human and therefore had human Yeah, he, we can stuff. assume the magic. The spell he, he's is like 100% right. DNA altering. So I, I assume like he he conceived Fiona as a, as pure human. Uh but now, you know but you know, I mean if she did is like this, yeah, sorry. is that part of the reason why Fiona turns into an ogre? Well, I don't know. I, I was think, thinking about that. Well, here's the thing, because I remember in the first movie when they're talking, it says, oh, which, you know, cast a curse on her or something. But I was thinking one of my conspiracy theories is, is that that witch is actually the fairy godmother who decided mm. to do that as a way to ensure that her son winds up with Fiona because, you know, He's supposed totally to go agree. into the tower and whatnot. Yeah, I think I think that it's actually that was what she did in exchange for letting the frog prince become the king. Or for them having a, a daughter. Oh, maybe that, yeah. But actually, it, was, it was like, I, I'll turn you into a prince, but you got to give me your firstborn daughter. I'm so actually he, thinking, is that, that, that might actually be subtext? Shrek canon? Yeah. Maybe. Like, uh, she's like, I'll give you a daughter, but she's an ogre or whatever. Um, <laughs> but she's, got she's a curse. an ogre or whatever. No. <laughs> well, like, she's got to be up in this mm-hmm. this tower. It's like, yeah, your daughter's got to marry my son or whatever. That's that's the deal. Because I remember yeah. them intimidating him gang style. I put him into the car. <laughs> so, <dudes> yeah. <laughs> so do you think that, are you suggesting that because... Uh, King Harold wasn't a born human that he's like celibate and like can't produce child. And then like oh the, he went to like the, the fairy godmother and was like, help me. I want to have a, a child. It's like, OK, I'll give you a child. I'll have the potion thought, for it. But you're going to produce prince a daughter. That out- no, but maybe Donkey and the Dragon did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but you're gonna produce a child 
that's a daughter, and she's going to turn into an ogre at night I when think she that, turns 12 or whatever. I think that part of the deal for <laughs> sure was like, oh, I'll, you think you're a frog and you fancy that human woman. Well, I'll turn you into human, but part of the deal is... Wait, was he a king before he got turned into a human, or was... No, he that's, married into royalty, right? So he married yeah, he, into... He was a prince. The frog prince. Yes. I don't know. So was wait. he originally wasn't he originally a human that got turned into a frog? Or was he always a frog? I think he was a frog that got turned into a human. Was, I think he was always a frog. So was and he a human woman? Was he royalty? Did he marry into royalty? How did this look? I think he married into it, but I guess mm-hmm. that, that that kind of brings me to if he's originally a frog, this woman is just like do 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 walking along the pond and then Hey, yeah, that he talks. Fro- that oh, he talks to her. That's the whole yeah. thing. And she's I'm like, a prince. man, that frog is hot. <laughs> I wish I could marry well, yeah. him. No, he's like, he's pretending to be a human, but she knows he's a frog, and she's like, I'm into it. Like, mm, okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> the role, okay. <laughs> like, secretly, that's my thing. I like frogs. <laughs> my, so he's a real frog pretending to be a, a human that got turned into a frog. Yeah. That's my. She's into that. Yeah. She's into that. Okay. Yeah, of course. So I, one of them's royalty, whatever. So fairy godmother is like, okay, I'll, I'll turn you into a human, but your daughter has to marry my son, and that's the deal yeah. or whatever it is. So when she's going for <laughs> another ogre and not her son, and that's why she's so mad. She's like, that was not the deal. Yeah. I like it. I'm just saying that if Fiona took a 23 in me, it would be like, whatever. <laughs> 23% German, like 40% Italian, whatever. 16% Polish, but like 2% frog. <laughs> that thing would be a mess. <laughs> there would be a lot of like question marks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, fun fact, I did take a 23 in me, and I am point. Six South African. That's wow. cool. Yeah. So one of my ancestors had a really fun vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of my notes, my notes are a little bit broader, or my conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. Yeah. Um, I think we have something of like a Repo Man's a Repo Men situation going on here. Have you guys seen Repo Men? Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. I've seen the I like, musical I one. I like that this is, I think, the second time at least you bring up this forgotten 2010 movie on this podcast. I've seen, I've seen the one <laughs> that's a rock opera. Can I relate to that? Oh, uh, Repo, the generic yeah, opera. Or generic, the one, yeah, the one yeah, where yeah. they sing. Yeah. The one with the guy from Buffy. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. the same story? Is it the... Not not really. No. Okay, because I don't It's the same concept the... where you... Yeah. you, you Which one would you rather and then, That's what I meant. Yeah, it's the it's the that concept. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when you can't pay for the organ, they come and get it. And then right. I get the twist at the end of Repo Man, which I apparently I have brought up before on this podcast, <laughs> according to Will. Because I kind of I, I I like the movie. It's not good, but it's it's I enjoy it. Oh, I'm not I'm not trying to yuck your yum there. I just think it's funny <laughs> that like the only time I ever hear about this movie anymore <laughs> is when you bring it up on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that the second half of the movie is all in Jude Law's head or Forrest Whitaker's head or whatever, whichever Naturally. one of them. And then because because uh, he got 
put into a coma half of the movie and the rest of the movie is in his head. Um, I think Shrek might have died at the end of the first movie and then this entire <laughs> second film is, is, is a fabrication. <laughs> and then every film afterwards or just... And everything Chris. afterwards, yeah. <laughs> Okay. You better have some evidence behind this. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's got something. Let's hear about it. I've got evidence. Um, <laughs> during, the, during the dinner scene, look at all those utensils they have. They've got a fork and a knife, another fork and a spoon and a pizza cutter and, like, another bigger fork. And, like, this is clearly a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> Is this okay. what you base this whole theory on? Is just that the dinner table setup? A sight gag? That is what clued me in. Because okay. Okay. nothing, no attention is called to the the the, the, the rampant utensils there. Sure. Um, also, the, the, all the, the different foods that come up and disappear on the table, wait, that's that's not part of it, though? I don't mean to that's play devil's advocate oh, okay. to this theory, but isn't it like, <laughs> like it's like, like an etiquette? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's... different kinds of forks that are, like, all for different things. Like, I, I can yeah. imagine it what are you gonna use? What are you going to What are you going to use a pizza cutter to eat? <laughs> Do they actually have a pizza cutter on yeah, the table? Yeah, it's, it's a little pizza cutter that's... Uh... <laughs> you know, I've never noticed that. <laughs> I'll find the receipts. I'll get you the timestamp. I, I, I trust you. I trust oh, you. I gotta, like, get, like, you know what? Screenshot. Also, um... Um, you know the bowl that you dip your hands in to wash your hands. Yeah, the water. Yeah, it's got a lemon wedge on it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good sight gag. I think it is, but uh, it's also that water fresh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say it would be fun to have a fan edit where you keep adding food to like that montage where like they, they have like they're eating and consuming all things. So you just like keep getting random footage of different foods and smashing it, like you know. Like grabbing like a chicken and throwing it out the window, or like edit in how to basic videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just basically edit in how to basic videos. Is what I'm asking. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off in your theory, Chris. No worries. Uh, also, uh, during the event where they're going, they go to far, far away, and they meet the royal family. Mm-hmm. There's a weird amount of people that have pitchforks and weapons in that crowd. <laughs> when everybody everybody sees that the, their ogres, and they're like. They're ready to go. They're, they're like, the yeah. Thing. Mob mentality is no joke. Yeah, but the, it's like they, they brought those with them. It's mm-hmm. like, hey. Just in case. Just in case Fiona just married Just in case they got to cancel somebody. Yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think that the presence of the people with the, uh, with the pitchforks is Shrek's. Um, his life experiences, they're kind of uh, manifesting in the crowd, having the weapons. You know, his last neuron is firing off after Mm -hmm. getting killed at the wedding in the first movie. (laughs) How Um, did he die at the wedding? I don't know. Wait. Okay, when he's getting restrained by by the, the, the soldiers and Farquaad's like, that makes me king! And then he's like, kill kill him. And then they... It's like they drive a stake through the front of his face. <laughs> I mean, okay, rip right. his ears off or whatever. Okay, um, make him feel the burden of Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they crucify Shrek <laughs> at the end of Shrek <laughs> One. These these violent delights, and they and they, they put him up in the middle of the town, and then you you go into you go to the town, 
and you you go into Duloc and you watch the the little creepy uh, you know song Peep thing, show, yeah. And then you've also got Shrek that's strung up dead on the on the cross uh, in the town square. I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> The only other thing is that, you know, this could be a, this is significantly less dark. Um, I would, I would, this is sort of a conspiracy theory, sort of a note. Like, if we get a whole season of, like, Big Brother type antics inside the castle between Shrek and the family. Wait, are you, are you pitching this as a show? Yeah. Or what do you, I would, yeah, that could be fun, I guess. Just like, just that, was just, that was a stray note that I wrote down. <laughs> All right. I like it. I, I have a question. Do you guys think that Prince Charming is actually a human? Do you think that he's just like a ferret or something that she just decided to turn into a human because she wanted mm. a son? On top of that, how many of the humans do you think are actually humans? And how many of the animals <laughs> do you think are actually animals? And how many people just flip-flopped back and forth? Because that thing Dang. happens in Shrek all the time. I, I would I would I would sooner think that Prince Charming is an ogre than mm. his quote unquote mother changed him into a into a man to to kind of you know take over the kingdom. Mm. Will uh, I like the idea like the he, the reason she despises ogres is because her son was formerly one and she had to like reform mm. him and she has this fear. Of like her hus- or her son, her flesh and blood turning into an ogre again one day. Um, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. But if you said that he's her flesh and blood, what if she's an ogre? Mm. They got turned into the fairy godmother. Well, how did that happen? How did the, she? She got turned. How did she get her powers? You think she was like an ogre woman that practiced, like got into the art of black magic? And just became like the fairy godmother, like you know, she runs yeah, like she, has, she, she has runs the like this wand. magic mafia, like she's like the head yeah. of like this magic mafia, and the king is like a corrupt politician that's like in cahoots with her. <laughs> she's just is like in the background running all of the big events, you know, that go on in the entire city of far, far away. Mm. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, bi- uh, building off my uh, simulation thing, uh, <laughs> the the um, the factory, mm-hmm. all of the workers and all of the elf receptionists and whatever, they all look the same. Yeah. It's recycling assets. Mm. I see. To save RAM. <laughs> I feel like this is more of like a glitch in the matrix sort of thing than like a like coma. I was going to say, is, so is Shrek dead or is he in a coma? Or is he like in Both. the Matrix? Or is he Both. Yeah, in a simulation? Both. They, they pl- they, he's dead and they plug him in. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like, he's like, I like okay, it. it's like that Johnny Depp movie. Like they transfer his. Transcendence, yeah. Yeah. Transcendence. Thanks for remembering the title of that. Uh, he becomes the internet. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I like the theory, Chris. Um, is there any more to it, or is that the? <laughs> is that are those all the pieces of evidence? I mean, I don't have any I like other it. 
concrete pieces of evidence, no, but you, yeah. know, you think like Mo- Mongo, uh, giant Mongo. Yeah, it's a um, Mongo's kind of like the brain frying sort of thing, where it's just like giant cookie breaks down the castle, right. and that's how we get in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I'd, I'd agree with that at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's my question. Okay. So if this is all from Shrek's imagination, why do we have the opening with Prince Charming narrating the story? Because they're the same person. Oh. <laughs> well, if, they're, if they no. are both yeah. ogres. Prince Charming is the Tyler Durden. Shrek's narrator. All right, so this is a fight club. I mean, that makes sense given the ending and the anarchy of it. Yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can see it. Oh my god, I like it. Yeah, that's great. Because yeah, he created charming in his head. Because he he if if he's in the simulation, he created charming as like his perfect foil. Yeah, because he like, yeah. he doesn't think he's you know perfect, good threat. enough for Fiona. Yes. So he's like his created perfect handsome self. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This is why this is why I love these episodes is because <laughs> we kind of build on it and then we come together on a theory that yes. is cohesive enough to be <laughs> actually relevant and plausible. I mean, it gets a little complicated when Prince Charming is pretending to be Shrek in the castle. Uh, you know, like the layers there get a little confusing if they're the same person. But <laughs> don't think about it. It's like <laughs> don't Shrek think is, about Shrek it. That's all con- you got to do. It's like Shrek is conflating who he is with who he wants to be. Yes, exactly. That's all. I mean, there is kind of some gravity because there was one. You know, shortly after he becomes a human and he's running back to the castle to find Fiona. And, you know, they're yelling at each other, despite the fact that he's all the way outside and she's, like, all the way in the middle of the castle. They can hear each other, right? <laughs> like, but, like, as soon as he's in this room with the fairy godmother, he's screaming at her and she can't, she can't hear him. Soundproof. So it seems like, yeah, it seems like, you know, it's sort of like uh, whether or not he exists depends on whether or not where his brain is, to say. Mm. Mm. It's like he's in a dream, you know? Like, if you think people can hear you in the dream, they can. But if you think they can't, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I mean, that explains the scene where Shrek puts his hand in a bowl of hot water and Prince Charming pees his pants. <laughs> 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 I was wondering about that. I'm gl- I'm glad you ref- you brought that up. That seems weird. Mother, <laughs> mother, I've soiled myself. I've soiled yeah. my drawers. I've soiled the royal drawers, mother, mummy. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that scene. The real scene. Uh, <laughs> I've made a mess, mummy. Clean me up. Gosh. Oh, what happened here? <laughs> um, <laughs> he just doesn't know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite line readings in the movie is when they're at the aftermath of the, the factory. Uh, Prince Charming is like, oh, what happened here? And it's like he sounds such he sounds like such an idiot with, with that line. Oh, <laughs> Just, you know, what happened here? Just head empty. Like, <laughs> it is like you dummy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's 
Rupert. It's Rupert Everett, right? Yeah. I have yeah. I have another question. When Puss in Boots is scaling the wall to get that potion, and he carves a circle, and he mm-hmm. starts to pull the potion out, but the potion's too big, why does he spend all of his strength trying to pull it through the glass <laughs> instead of just instead of making a, a bigger circle? circle. <laughs> There's no time. <laughs> That has bugged me every single month. <laughs> yeah, that's bugged me for years. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just it's his finger. Like it'd be one thing if he like had one knife and he dropped it or something. <laughs> but it's his it's his claw. Uh, can I do a couple quick uh, questions? Absolutely. So okay, um, and I'll save the like the, I have I have some that will probably be more. Uh, between dinner, so so there's the dinner scene, right? With the yep. king and the queen and, and all the food. Fiona leaves, goes to her room, and that's where we meet the fairy godmother, and that whole sequence happens. And then Shrek shows up in the room later on. Where was Shrek in between there? In the bathroom. What was he up to? Was he just <laughs> hanging out with the king and queen? You think he was Take in the bathroom a, the whole time? I think Take it was in the bathroom. Dump. Yeah, he had to take you a You know dump. what? I mean... Did you see how much food he ate during that, yeah, that no, fight with King that's a, it's a, Harold? That's it's a, a pretty rich answer. meal. Yeah. <laughs> Occam's razor. Yeah, okay, fine. He was in the bathroom. There's a soup uh, and the pig and the lobster okay. and the oysters I'll, or whatever. I'll I mean, also, keep in mind like what his diet was before this. You know, He wasn't really like consuming a lot of like dairy products and like other things <laughs> before this. So, you know, like, <laughs> this was kind of like a culture shock to his, his uh, system. <laughs> So he was there for a while. Okay, it, yeah, it, it hit him hard. I think. I mean, like, I think it okay. was like. I think like shortly okay, after enough. Fiona left, he was just like, "Oh lordy, <laughs> oh man, I better oh, get my bowels." Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Donkey. So, at the be- no. <laughs> Matt is cutting this don't, bit right off. Don't bring, don't bring donkey into the bathroom. Donkey, bring me the toilet paper. I need a match, Donkey. <laughs> oh, good gravy. Donkey, it's horrible in here. <laughs> uh, okay. You're gonna die okay. if you come in here, Donkey. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Because he okay. did say, you remember in the first movie, he said if, if it was me, he'd be dead. So, like, a fart could kill a donkey. If you if you really think about, like, how lethal, like, yeah, I think you get my point. Ogres are like onions. Better out than in, I always say. Yeah, exactly, Matt. You, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> I think I broke Matt. It's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So at the beginning of the movie, they establish... Uh, how far away, far, far away is, as we talked about earlier on this very podcast. And then at the end of the movie, we see the uh, big bad wolf and the three little pigs and gingerbread man. And uh, who else is a part of that motley crew? The three blind mice. Pinocchio. Gingy. And Pinocchio. Yeah. Um, Wait, just like a, a 10 second side note. Yeah. That Pinocchio movie on Disney Plus is atrocious. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, so absolutely. I didn't even know there it. was one. It is Skip Drek. It. 
Zemeckis' streak continues. That is an uh, awful, awful movie. Anyway, sorry. You know, I gotta say, like, I think because I was told how bad it was gonna be, I watched it last night. I didn't hate it. Like, I don't think it's good, but I didn't, like, hate it. But it, it is maybe one of the more nothing movies I've seen in a while. Like, it, like I don't know the point of it other than, like, to produce content for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I kind of threw it on on a whim, not expecting it to be good. So I didn't fully hate it either. But I also just like despise. I, I like didn't have anything like why did they make it a sea monster? Anyway, sorry. That's, I did. Yeah. The point where they turned the whale into like the creature from the host was a bit odd. I thought. Which I is like, oh, it's a clue. Ironically, the most interesting decision that the movie makes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry. Um, you know, you're, talking about, you're talking about the main crew. Yes. Uh, yeah, they see on the magic mirror that Shrek is in jail, and within minutes somehow get to far, far away. <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah. How do they get there so fast? I'm like because uh, you could say, oh, they got a ride from Dragon, like- but Dragon's a talking horse somewhere, and. A Pegasus. Oh, I guess Pegasus, yeah. so thank you. Uh, where... How do they get there so fast? Is there magic involved? Like, like I don't... Yeah, that's a good question. Either that or Shrek and his friends are incarcerated for, like, a month. Well, I mean... No, because it's by midnight. There's the spell. Like, that's oh, the yeah, thing. you're right. We have a right. clock. Oh. I, think, <laughs> I think that adds to your theory, Chris. About the, the, yeah. the coma dream logic, where yeah, it's just there's like no, yeah, there. Okay, maybe I don't think there is a good explanation otherwise. I think it's a genuine plot hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I say, that's that's the point where the mind, the Shrek's mind, starts to collapse in on itself per <laughs> Chris's theory. Because shortly thereafter, that's where Mongo comes in. That's where like yeah. all the Starbucks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know, and Pinocchio's wearing ladies' underwear. I was gonna, yeah. So I. I'm not gonna lie, like, one half of my conspiracy theories was, like, on the secret life of Pinocchio. <laughs> until they got to oh, okay. this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I'm focus. No, I, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear I, about this. I'm just, you know, do you guys think Pinocchio really wants to be a real boy? Do you Ooh. think... Hmm. Do you think... As, a, as opposed to what? I don't know, do you think a Pinocchio likes the way he looks at him? Looks when he see, sees himself in the mirror, you know? Do you think well, he was, wants to be a real girl? I don't know. Maybe the big bad wolf is not the only gender confused, confused yeah. character. Yeah, I, I will say that the uh, "I'm a real boy" gag is still one of the best in the whole movie. <laughs> Where he's like, "I'm a real boy," and then he gets hit by the spell and turned back to a oh, puppet. He's like, "Yeah." Oh. yeah. <laughs> so I remember losing it at that in theaters. Why when they were like scaling down the tunnel to get Shrek and them? Like, why did they send the blind mice? Why do they always send in the blind misers? Have you guys noticed that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. E- e- I-, I think they're easy casualties if something <laughs> goes wrong. They just kind of want, you know, like how you like the front of the brigade, they kind of yeah. expect like they're not going to make it. So yeah. you know, I think it's kind of I think it's that kind of thing where they they kind of know that the blind mice aren't long for this world. So they're kind of like, let's just throw them <laughs> like literally in first. Maybe they can. Maybe they can do maximum damage, and then we can do the real, you know, fighting and, and all that. 
Yeah, they're <laughs> they're like, all right, whatever. Two of them survived. We're fine. <laughs> I mean, I have a theory. If you want, if, oh, Will, Will, yeah. if you had something, go ahead. Uh, okay, so you want to hear the more kind of sci-fi one, the more kind of existential <laughs> one, or the one that my roommate pitched. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, of the existential option. Okay, the existential uh, one. As am I. It, only Same. if we can hear the sci-fi one. Okay. After Afterwards, that. yeah. Same. So, uh, you know, um, Fairy Godmother kind of casually says, what in Grimm's name are you doing? Which implies that there is not a god, but two gods in this world, and they're the brothers <laughs> Grimm. <laughs> I like it. Which, I mean, if we're going to follow that logic, then like the, the Grimm fairy tales are kind of like the Bible of this universe, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like the, the biblical characters, as it were. And I feel sure. like that that means that there's like sort of like an Old Testament kind of logic going on with this world because you like the the original Grim fairy tales are like very yes dark. very dark and they're kind of like grim you might say yes exactly and like they they're kind of morality tales in the same way that the Bible is and I feel like there's like no direct like New Testament to the Grim fairy tale world until a certain man named Shrek came along. <laughs> Oh shoot! Are you trying to say Shrek is Jesus? I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm. I'm implying it though. Okay. Because he like had. Because there's a book. You know. There's like it's all these yeah, books. The book of Shrek. Yeah, and and you know it's like who, who wrote this book about Shrek? You know who has it? And you know. Hmm. That's that's okay. where the that's where the wheels kind of start turning in my head. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. So that's the kind of more existential one I had. I like that a lot. What's the sci-fi one? Okay, so the sci-fi yeah. one is that throughout this movie, and I guess in the previous movie too, but I'll, I'll limit to the examples that are kind of thrown in this movie. Uh, Donkey kind of refers to things that don't exist in this world, so far right. as we know. Like yeah, for instance, like the in-flight movie. Yeah, the in-flight mm-hmm. movies is a big one. The Miranda <laughs> rights is a big one. Shirley Bassett's a big one. Um, donkey Bob senses Parker. implying, you know, spidey senses. Right. So I think Shrek, or sorry, I think Donkey is sort of this like interdimensional time traveler or like dimension Ooh. traveler. <laughs> okay. But he's not really like that by choice. Like, I think it's just kind of like, like, you know, like that theory about Brick from Anchorman where like he's like kind of like unwillingly able to go like backwards and forwards in time and that like makes him dumber. <laughs> I don't you remember that. I don't know that I. Remember <laughs> I don't know about that. So there was, there was a theory that. on Reddit around the time the second movie came out that Brick was able to like travel through time, but like not by choice. That's why in like some scenes in both movies, he's like smarter than he is in other scenes. Like sometimes he's able to speak very eloquently. It's like, it's like Charlie order. from It's Always Sunny right. in Philadelphia. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's something similar happening with Donkey, and uh, I think there's. In this movie, you're really starting to see sort of the ripple effects of that, like with the Starbucks and like the Burger King and like mm. all these sort of like consumer products that were not really seen in the first movie all that much. Like you're kind of seeing these like very sort of like pop culture heavy things are happening to this world and no one's like commenting on it or noticing it. And it's like kind of um, what's that word uh, where like things aren't of their time. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Anachronistic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And I feel like that is a direct product of Donkey kind of being this interdimensional time traveler that unwittingly and unknowingly 
is like really messing up mm-hmm. the timeline for Shrek and causing these sort of abnormalities as the movies continue. Hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it. And those 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 are two theories that were implied. What's your roommate's theory? Okay, so my roommate's theory uh, was that Shrek Two is sort of this like leftist propaganda film. <laughs> where excuse me, where Shrek is, is like this kind like of, is this like how Happy Feet is supposed to be anti-religion? I never heard that theory, but uh, <laughs> it's like a whole whoa. Yeah, there's like a whole. Uh, you could like watch YouTube videos breaking. Oh boy. I'm kind of in the same vein as this, what you're about to say, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't really take full credit for this one, as I said, and I mean, like, I'm going to kind of butcher it because he, he had more kind of uh, eloquently broken down, but, you know, he kind of just talked about, like, how Shrek is kind of a friend of the little person, kind of able to kind of help people throughout. He's very, like, against authority figures. Mm-hmm. He's kind of teaching kids to kind of, like, stick it to the man in many respects and kind of fight against consumerism and all these kind of different things. And, yeah, I know. That was kind of the, the basis of it. I, I, I wish I remembered more from what he said, but it's eluding me at the moment. But that was the theory that he proposed while we were watching the film together. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what, do we have anything else? Anything else? Any other questions? Conspiracies? Uh, I get, I, sorry, I guess I have one more theory that I forgot to bring up earlier. Uh, go for it. But I guess my first question is, like, I've seen, of course, three of the Shrek movies, uh, plus Puss in Boots. But mm-hmm. I have yet to see any other ogres uh, besides Shrek and Fiona. I don't know if that's taken care of in the fourth one at all. However, it is okay. Okay. Is. <laughs> well, I guess my theory is because like when the the king's looking for someone to handle Shrek, he's like, "I have an ogre problem," and they say, "There's only one person qualified to handle that," and he goes to Puss in Boots. So my theory is that there's just no ogres because Puss in Boots has exterminated, like he's con- he's committed like basically ogre genocide over the course of, or I guess around the region of, of uh, far far away. It's my. <laughs> conspiracy theory and then meeting shrek has like come to jesus moment maybe that's also goes on to shrek Whoa. being jesus christ because you know puss in boots meets him and sees the error of his ways yeah it's like a come to shrek moment. Oh, come to shrek. <laughs> i don't think anything in the fourth movie cancels that out okay. i think that can be canon all right right nice. No, I yeah, I agree because because uh, the Shreks never appear in the main timeline. So just yeah, Shrek, Shrek, Shrek to boil it down, timeline. I think Puss in Boots is Ogre Hitler, and <laughs> before they meet Shrek in Shrek Two. <laughs> All right, I That's like good. it. Yeah, um, I had two more questions. The first okay. one might be is probably quicker, but it's that okay. So the Squire and like. What's his, you know, the king's messenger who shows up at the swamp to basically summon Fiona and Shrek to the kingdom of far, far away. How did they manage to find the address of the swamp yet not pass along or realize that Fiona like, why is it a surprise when they get to the kingdom that Fiona is an ogre? That those guys just like. I'm not telling him. That's an excellent question. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we've brought this up before, but I don't remember exactly if we did. But I could be wrong. 
I, I don't know. Does anybody have any thoughts or answers or theories? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, that's a communication problem kind of going from, you know, a lack of respect for the king mm. and queen. And, you know, sure. No one's going to be that person that's going to tell him. He's like, you know what? They can figure it out on their own. But <laughs> or I, Fiona yeah. was like, Fiona hired like 11 guys or whatever it is. Um, it's like, hey, can you come to my house and play a fanfare and invite my husband to come to the kingdom? Oh. So you're saying they weren't actually summoned. They, they weren't sent by the by the kingdom. She sent, she basically like had them fake get invited and then sent word, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That works. Shrek wouldn't meet her parents under any other circumstances. Right. Yeah, she's like, was hey, her. Shrek, my husband, we've been summoned to the kingdom of far, far away. Hmm. I mean, I was going to say, like, I, I do like that when we first see the carriage, the onion carriage come in, which no one seems to think is strange. Right. Uh, that too. Uh, they're you know, like, like uh, following after it. Like, they know that's mm-hmm. the princess and whatnot. Like, it's a big parade. Yeah. I like that the... Uh, the announcer is like the and now the long awaited return of Princess Fiona and her husband. Like they don't even like announce him by name. It's just like and her husband. So you know, I, I like that. Yeah, they didn't even tell the king and queen the son-in-law's name. They were just they're letting it all be revealed in front of the public eye. And you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then my last question, and this is the one that gets kind of into the geography of far far away all right why do other princesses live in fiona's family's kingdom that is true i was noticing that because if you walk by there's like different spots like there's a place for rapunzel and a place for cinderella rapunzel's castle and then like yeah fiona's dad is like the first movie they established that those fairy tales happen like that those fairy tales all could be happening but theoretically they'd all be in their own kingdoms my thought is Maybe far, far away is like the Hollywood of this world and that they have like summer mansions or summer castles well, I mean, that they go to. Yeah, that's supported by the fact that they have their own version of a Hollywood sign up in the background. There. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's got the Joan Rivers and whatever. So um, the red carpet and everything. Do you guys. But, like, but, but that's crazy that Fiona is like the main family then. Which I would also say lends credence to the simulation theory. Yeah, but then Shrek married the main character. Yeah, then why was she just you know advertised as an option to a Lord Farquaad in the first movie? That was weird. Mm Mm-hmm. It brings up a lot of questions, and yeah, like where is far, far away? Like you were saying before, that it's (laughs) there are signs. So, what's going on here? What? What's happening? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? <laughs> Where is the poison apple? Where is that? Why? Why do all of the bad what baddies hang out at one specific bar? Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be in their own kingdoms. Like, where and when does Shrek take place? <laughs> I think it's what I'm trying to get down to. Why are Nick Cave and Tom Waits in the same bar? Body in the same body. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that Nick Cave, the person, like the real Nick Cave? Has ever actually sat down and watched this movie? <laughs> yes. Think? You think so? Does he have kids? Yeah. Then yes. I have a couple questions. Uh, okay. If you yeah. guys want to uh, entertain them. Let's, let's get mm. going. 
All right. So according to the fairy godmother, the the potion that she gives to King Harold is that, mm-hmm. you know, the first man that, you know, once you drink this potion, the first man you kiss will be the man you fall in love with. And obviously mm-hmm. King Harold drinks that potion. So it's not really a problem for Fiona. But do we ever explore the idea of like if for some reason King Harold kissed a man in the interim time, you know, after the t- the time after he drank that potion, would he fall in love with that man and like fall out of love with Queen Lillian? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so, that's how magic works. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing he didn't kiss a man, I guess. Uh, yeah. That, that, that would have been a bit awkward. Definitely. For all parties involved, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how does a cookie digest a chicken wing? <laughs> how does Gingy do anything? Do we ever actually see him eat it? Do we see it go into his mouth? Well, he, said, he says he likes the chicken, right? He wants to save the chicken wing for me? No, but I think he he just picks it up, but he never actually consumes it. Well, no, it got thrown into the the fish tank, right? Yeah. Yes. But he, I presume he ate one before that. But we didn't see it. Maybe he just wanted to have one. He likes smelling it or something. Well, I mean, he, I he, like holding chicken wings. <laughs> well, he has a digestive tract because he, he poops out that gumdrop in one of the movies. Mm. Does he? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, I think the third one. That sounds right. I don't remember that. I have a lot of questions about. I remember he Gingies. gets eaten in the fourth one. Yeah. By the chubby puss in boots. Chubby, chubby puss in boots. Yeah. All right. That that I mean, I'll do it for me. I think this month. I I think I've said my piece. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else I could possibly come up with to say about <laughs> Shrek Two. You know. Well, it has been a grand time as always. Uh, glad to see everybody again for this month, and glad to have Bailey as a guest. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Yeah. This was a great time. Yes, absolutely. And that'll do it for this month. Uh, I am Chris. I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Bailey. And remember, kids. And ogre. Till it's ogre. Bye, everybody. See Bye. ya. See ya. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see.